Welcome to Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. In a unique way this morning, I don't think it's because I'm preaching. I just feel a strong sense of God in the room, and I believe that He has a word for you this morning. I know you won't be disappointed that you came. Amen. If you would, get your Bibles out. If you haven't already, I want to turn quickly to Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 33. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 33. And when you are there, just say, I'm there. I'm there. Hallelujah. Chapter 1, verse 26. Before I get started, I want to dedicate this message quickly to someone who's not a part of our congregation, but she may be listening, she may not. I didn't let her know. Um, her name is um, her name is Kayla. She's recently been in a devastating accident and was recently on life support. Um, want to dedicate this message to her. Amen. Luke verse. 20, Luke 1 verse 26 and it says now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin somebody say a virgin betrothed meaning engaged to a man who whose name was Joseph of the house of David the virgin's name was Mary and having come in the angel said to her rejoice highly favored one for the Lord is with you blessed are you among women Verse 29, but when she saw him, she was troubled. Somebody say, she was troubled. Now, she wasn't troubled at his appearance. You can't just read the scriptures. You have to look and see what the scripture is saying. It says, she was troubled at this saying. She was troubled at this saying. But when she saw him, she was troubled at this saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Verse 30, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. How many love wrapped gifts? I love being sung to. People are saying, you know, you get red in the face. I love gifts. I love unwrapping gifts. I'm a huge fan. Um, how many like gifts? Y'all are all just being quiet like y'all don't like Christmas. Come on, somebody say amen to gifts. Yes. Now, I'm really, I'm really just tickled at this scripture because this angel is telling Mary something that she probably should have already known. I mean, an angel of the Lord is appearing to her. You would think that she felt blessed. But in spite of the circumstance and situation, this angel says, Mary, you are blessed. That's like having to tell Donnie Smith he's white. I mean, when you meet me, you should know automatically that I'm not Spanish, I'm not, you know, uh, African-American, I'm not Haitian, I'm not, I'm not Asian, I'm Caucasian. But this angel goes out of his way to tell Mary something that she should have known already. And, and I wonder if it's because that the angel knew that there was about something was about to happen in Mary's life that would contradict the feeling of being blessed. He said, Mary, you are blessed and highly favored. Blessed with the ministry. 
But there's going to come a time when you may have a feeling of a contradiction. God is saying he's going to bless because he wants you to be reminded in the feeling of not being blessed that God said it, God's going to do it, the promise is going to come to pass. But there may come a time when the roses aren't red and the violets are blue and you're not tiptoeing through the tulips and the promises of God become difficult but in spite of what's happening you have to hold on to the promises of God knowing that if you practice truth feelings will follow I love gifts especially God's gifts I love God's gifts can somebody say amen to God's gifts yes I love them but he's kind of like me when it comes to wrapping gifts I found this out in the little 33 years, well, tomorrow will be 33 years. I am learning and have learned that God does a pretty poor job at wrapping, wrapping gifts. He does a great job on the delivery of the gift. And you know why I can relate? Because I go on Amazon Prime and I get the boxes, but I, I just, I'm good at getting gifts. Like if you're my friend, you should consider being blessed because I don't buy cheap gifts. I get great gifts, but I do a really poor job at wrapping them. I do a really poor job at wrapping them. And honey, if you can just simply bring this gift that was just recently wrapped, I would like people to see what I'm talking about. Because God's gifts often come wrapped with issues. So I'm entitling this message, When God Wraps Your Blessings in Issue Paper. Now that's right. Touch your neighbor and say... When God wraps your blessings, go ahead and nudge them, with issue paper. That's right. That's right. This is a Christmas message. You better hold on to your seatbelts and buckle up. Now, as you see, this is, not, this is tissue paper. Somebody say tissue paper. But, but I wanted to, to talk about this message in regards to God's blessings being wrapped with issues. And I, in order to do that, I need you to take you on a journey of about 2,000 years, if that's okay. I picture that night, I can hear crickets. The night of Jesus' birth. Crickets, it's a cool night, 72 degrees. Is that about right? That's a perfect degree, 72. The skies are clear blue. You can see all of the beautiful stars and the galaxies, Orion's belt. I feel the cool breeze on my face. I can see the shepherds out in the field. Beautiful angels appear, the Bible says, to the shepherds and begin to sing in a beautiful voice saying, peace on earth and goodwill to men. These shepherds are staggered because this is the announcement of a momentous moment in time, the Advent season, Pastor George calls it. It's the arrival of the coming king who would save the world. I can picture this manger beautifully pictured manger with hay, a little baby boy wrapped in swaddling clothes, whimpering and crying. I can hear the animals in the stables trotting their feet, sneezing, hear sheep baying. Is that how you say it? Baying? Bah. This warm, glorious night of such a, a great moment that for the rest of history, humanity would remember. I can picture these magi. The Bible calls them kings. In other versions, it calls them magi. 
I can see them making their ways through the hillsides with the eastern star burning bright, maybe bright enough to blind your eye if you look at it too long, hovering over a stable on that cool night, going to the king and bowing before our king as he lays in his manger and presenting gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Those gifts are fitting for a king. But I love that the Bible paints such a beautiful picture. It depicts such a great moment in time that we'll forever remember and I'm grateful for. It's the reason for our salvation. But what I appreciate more about the scripture in this moment is that it doesn't avert the issues surrounding this moment in time. It doesn't try to divert nor paint a beautiful, beautiful picture. It simply states the facts on what the real issues, the real issues that took place on that night in that season of time. Would you journey with me quickly through the Bible and let's look at a couple issues that surrounded such blessing. And maybe it will help you grasp onto some hope on the promises that God has blessed you with and promised you because perhaps your promise too has come in wrapping paper that you weren't anticipating amen to that it's quiet up in the Catholic Church this morning amen Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 everybody okay this morning I love stories how about you Verse 18, and it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows after his mother Mary was, was betrothed to Joseph before they came together. In other words, before, you know, they came together. You know. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Is of the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Issue number one. Somebody say issue. The issue with Joseph and Mary. Yes, the issue with Joseph and Mary. Now, I don't know about you, honey, but if you were to come to me and tell me you were pregnant with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, we're going to have some problems. Yeah, issues, right? Imagine, imagine the woman, how Mary's feeling in that moment. All this blessing. I mean, God just spoke to her. And she has to go to her husband and say, God got me pregnant? I mean, I mean we know because we're looking at the scriptures on what's happening here. Because we have, we, have we, we have foresight because we read the scriptures. But in those days, it goes against the grain of thought that God would come through the womb of humanity. And, and I'm, I would start asking her, who you've been hanging with? Who, who are you seeing? You know, what's going on here? Because the Bible said this was a priest. 
he says he was minded to put her away because he was a just man. And do you know what the penalty of her accusation would be if he didn't put her away secretly? Death at worst, ostracism at best. And do you know how I know it was a big issue? See, again, I don't just read the scriptures. I really look at the scripture. She had to go visit Elizabeth for three months. Now, if my wife is pregnant and she leaves somewhere, you can probably guess that me and her are having issues, like somebody just said. Now, I'm guessing that in this moment, there's probably some strife. I can only assume in that moment that she had to tell her beloved husband, a priest, that she was pregnant by God. <laughs> I just imagine that. I just, I just can see them having that conversation and him saying, honey, we need a break. After all, God had just promised her this. Why would such issues have to come about surrounding such promise? If God had blessed me, why is this so difficult? If God called me to marry him, why is this so difficult? If God called us to start this ministry, why is it so difficult? If God called me to serve, why is it wrapped with such problems and strife? Why would God wrap such problems around such a great promise? Look at somebody and say, it's all good. Point number one, God's promises will always, somebody say always, disrupt your life. Any real promise from the Father is going to disrupt your life and turn your life upside down. And I think this is why Mary was troubled. Remember the Bible says she was troubled in, in Luke, in Luke chapter 2, or I'm sorry, Luke chapter 1. It says she was troubled at this saying because she knew that great responsibility comes with great promises. After all, to him who much is given, much is required of you. So I believe that the stress of this saying and this promise, she had the revelation, this young girl, maybe 14, maybe 15, being so young, had this revelation that I'm excited about the promise, but I'm deflated by what responsibility comes attached to this promise. Amen? Let's go to Matthew 2. We're going to read scripture a little bit tonight, Is that or to this morning. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. And we're going to take a look at all these issues surrounding this birth, and I hope that this morning, by the time it's over with, you will grasp some hope. Amen? Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. And it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, O Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have now come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Stay with me. A little bit of reading. Verse 5. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is written by the prophet, But you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall, become, shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Verse 7. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time 
the star appeared and he sent them to Bethlehem and said go and search carefully for the young child and when you have found him bring him bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also somebody say yeah right verse 9 when they had heard the the king they departed and behold a star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was a couple more verses verse 10 when he saw the star, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, here's why I'm here. Somebody say then. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Issue number two. Herod's plot to kill Jesus. You know you're close to your promise when the enemy is on your heels. You know you're close. Yes. Oh, before I came, became the associate pastor of this church, let me tell you, maybe I shouldn't, that I could hear hell's bells ringing. I can feel hell's flames on my feet. And when you're ever close to the next level, when you're close to unwrapping Oh, this gift that is surrounded by so many issues. Mark my words, people of God, all hell will break loose. And why is that? Because the enemy will use the issues that God is... The enemy will use the issues to provoke you to abandon the promise before you unwrap it. Before it's fully revealed... The enemy will provoke you in your mind, your will, and your emotions and get to you to abort Amen. what God promised you. Yeah. Look at somebody and say, don't let the enemy win. Look at your other neighbor and say, don't run. Don't run. What gift has God given you this season that is provoking you to run and to abandon God's promise? To abandon God's best. If it's offense, maybe it's God teaching you to forgive. After all, you've been praying that God would make you like him. They ain't saying nothing up in here. Be careful praying for patience, just let me tell you. Because you will be the last in line at Walmart. You will receive your gift late Christmas day. Yep, that's right. Your food will come out cold when you order it from your favorite restaurant. Come on. Offense. Maybe it comes wrapped in rejection. Maybe it's God showing you that the only constant thing in life is truly Him. What is your gift? What issues are wrapped around your gift this Christmas season? Oh, yes. No money for gifts this season? Maybe it's God trying to tell you that you need to reevaluate, reevaluate what Christmas is truly all about. If it's job loss, maybe it's wrapped in those issues because God wants to give you another job opportunity. But all opportunities come wrapped in issue paper, not tissue, issue paper. Do you have mar marital issues? Is it marital issues that you're battling with? Maybe it's God turning up the fire on your relationship because he doesn't want you to have to deal with this long term and he'd rather do it now than later so you can enjoy his blessing and his promise for your future. But it comes wrapped in issues. 
What does your issue paper look like this morning? Yeah, is it a breakup? Maybe it's God getting rid of Boaz so he can, I'm sorry, getting rid of Bozo so he can bring Boaz. Come on, touch somebody. Nudge somebody if you're single, not if you're married, because he ain't trying to get rid of your husband, girl. He's not trying to get rid of your wife, girl. Amen. God making room, but God many times in order to make room and create blessing in your life, he brings issues first. Amen. Sudden tragedy, Jonathan? Sometimes God will wreck your life because he's seen you weren't spiritually walking and he will knock you off your feet so he can get you spiritually walking. Yes, yes. God's blessings are often wrapped, Pastor, in, tra in tragedy, in heartache, in issues, in pain, in disappointment, in frustrations, in life. What's frustrating you this morning? And I can guarantee you it's an invitation for you to look closer at the wrapping paper or issue paper. After all, if you look at issue paper long enough, you can see through the issue paper if you look long enough. Yeah, but most people don't take the time to look closer at their issues that God gives them. Look at Sean looking real close at the issue paper to see if he could see what's in the issue paper I double wrapped yes because God works out all things together somebody say all things together for the good point number two is the greatest gifts are discovered beneath the greatest of tissue or issues the greatest gifts I want you to write that down the greatest gifts are discovered beneath the greatest of issues Matthew 2, verse 13. Matthew 2, verse 13. 13 through 15. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. Somebody say, flee. And stay there until I bring word to you, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. Verse 15. And he was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt, somebody say, Out of Egypt, I have called my son. Issue number three Joseph takes Mary and Jesus and flees. As if things weren't bad enough. She had been rejected by her husband at that point, and now they're clearly back together. The issue of telling her that, hey, telling him that, hey, I got pregnant by God. And now there's people after them seeking the child's life to kill the child. And now, on top of all that, now I have to leave my hometown and leave everything I know. All of my comforts, my home, my surroundings, everything I know to be comfort to me and home to me. Because most great gifts from God will make you want to run. Yeah. Just ask Jonah. Ask Jonah. Better yet, ask Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah was a prophet of the Lord. And you know, it's not the gift, I think, that they were running from. I don't think it was the gift that any of us run from. It's, it's what the gift attracts. Because gifts will always attract dream killers. 
Yeah. Somebody warned me recently and said, Donnie, I want you to be careful of what God put in you. Be careful. And he warned me. And I, I thought to myself, I was like Mary. I just kept those things in mind. I wonder what you're running from. I wonder what your gifting is attracting this morning. I wonder what problems your gift is attracting this morning. Nudge somebody and say, what gift do you have that's attracting problems? Jeremiah, out of his good heart, was preaching the gospel, right? It wasn't the gospel at the time. He was preaching the word of God. He was telling a generation what God was saying. That's what prophets do. They go to the people on the behalf of God and say what God is saying. And he ends up in prison. And each time he would say something, what God was saying, right? Here's what God says to a nation. Repent. Do this. Do that. He ends up in prison. Because every time that God puts something great in you, it attracts problems. Amen? And the greater the gift, the more issue pa paper to remove. That's number three. Yeah. The greater the gift, the greater the problem, the more, issue, more issues will be surrounding that gift. Amen? Yes. And do you know why I believe that God wraps great gifts in issue paper? Is because a gift without issues ruin character. Gifts without issues ruin character. Any great gifted man, and I've hung around really gifted people, and most of them, and I say most, and when I say most, I say myself too, have issues. Look at somebody and say, you know you got issues. Look at your other name and say, you know you have issues. When you're at home, on your way to church this morning, come on, y'all ain't saying nothing. You know you argued with your wife on the way this morning. Amen. And do you know why that this is? I've always wondered this. I've always wondered why God would give a promise and create problems. Why God would offer a great gift and a promise and wrap it with issues. is because the issues are meant to humble you before you get the promise. Because if you get the gift without the issues, you will think that it was you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You would think that it was you who deserved the gift. But when, when a real man or a real woman of God goes through issues getting to their promise, when they get to the promised land, they're not all jumping and shouting because they knew there was a price to pay to get the gift because of all the issues that they've been through. Ha. Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing up in this place this morning. So the greater the gift, the more issues come with it. Because the greater the gift without issues would be greater pride. So God's great method of keeping someone humble is to wrap it in more and more issues. Look at somebody and say, it's making sense now, isn't it? It's making sense now. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. The quality, I love this. You should write this down. The quality of the gift. Are y'all hearing me? The quality of the gift, or let me say this. The wrapping paper or the issue paper rarely reflects the quality of the gift inside. You never seen ugly wrapping paper before? and it was a great gift inside, you open it, it was like a necklace or a ring or an iPhone or an iPad or a MacBook or whatever it might be, but it just came in some ugly uh, paper because your spouse didn't want you to take a guess at what was inside, so they made the wrapping paper really ugly or put it in multiple boxes, right? 
because they didn't want you to be able to guess what was inside. It's because God wants you to walk by faith and not by sight. And he doesn't want you to be able to guess at what's locked inside of this issue of yours. He just wants you to trust his promise, not the paper. Yeah. 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 And God's not concerned how it's delivered to you, Sam. He doesn't care if it comes by mail, by boat. His concern is simply getting it to you, and it doesn't matter how many issues that he wraps it with. That's not the issue. It's getting the promise to you. That's the issue. Somebody say, that's the issue. I remember when my brother and I, Daniel, is Daniel here? No. I remember when him and I started a business, and we started it with about $1,250, $1,250. I mean, can you even start a business like legally (laughs) with $1,250 now? I don't think so. I was like 17 or 18 years old. Maybe it takes that just to open up the, you know, open a fictitious name and an entity, but I remember starting this company. I remember all the issues that I had to go through, and I've been doing what I do for about 15 years. I'm an entrepreneur, and um, I remember the van that I bought. I bought it for $550. That was a part of the 1250 and it was baby blue. I'm talking about sky baby blue, like spray, can, spray painted with a can sprayer, not no professional spray rig flashing everywhere. I mean, the windows barely rolled up. When you had, you had to really get momentum going when going up a hill, I mean, you'd have to really hit the gas in order to get to the top of the hill. It was one of them. It was a Ford Econo line. And I think about all the issues that I'd gone through the past 15 years and where we started. I remember, I remember painting a home for $550 and then them financing it. Y'all, you see, I rarely paint houses. I mean, we're, we're painting houses for five figures now, just an exterior, much less someone paying $550. That's what I pay for paint. And they would finance the $550 for to paint a house. And I was struggling. I, like, I was like, Lord, if you just give me one house a week, I would be happy to grow a company. I remember my, I would wear blisters on my feet because I would pass out hundreds and thousands of flyers. I remember when it was raining, I had to stick my head out the window because my windshield wipers didn't work. Yeah, y'all ain't saying nothing, talking about coming from nothing. I remember the window wouldn't, go, wouldn't roll down or roll up. I remember I have to put my hand on either side of the glass and when I was leaving and push the window up and lodge it up inside the weather stripping just to stay there. It's manual. <laughs> talking about issues. I had to beg people to let me, I, I, would, I would even say, hey, listen, if you let me do this project, I won't even give you an upfront. You just tell me what I'm worth and you can pay me then. So when I walk in these houses now, I remember last week I did, I think we did three houses that were over six million a piece. When, so when I'm walking into these houses now, I almost cry. And it's not because, because of what we're being paid or anything like that. When I look back at all the issues, and if I had refused to unwrap the issue paper, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't be at where I'm at today. This guy has a Tesla on one side of his house. He touched the car and it turns on and he's like showing me all these cool gadgets. Little does he know where I've come from because he's hiring some of the top rated guys and little does he know what issues we had to go through to get there. And so when I see six figures coming in, I remember I just can't help but drive by some of those houses I did for $550 and say thank God for deliverance. <laughs> 
praise God. But you'll have to unwrap the issues before you get to the promise. Look at somebody and say, don't give up too soon. Don't give up too soon. Amen. I want you to go to Luke chapter 2, verse 6 through 7. And I believe that Pastor George preached this last week. And again, he steals from me a lot, but it's okay. I forgive him. I had this before him. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Not really. 2, 6 through 7. And it says, okay, I'm sorry. Luke chapter 2. Verse 6 through 7. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Mary. Next verse. And she brought forth her son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. There was no room for them in the inn. They have a plot against Jesus to murder him. The problems between Joseph and Mary. The problem with fleeing to Egypt. Did you really promise me, Lord? Have you ever questioned whether God truly promised you that or not because of all the difficulties? Have you ever allowed the difficulties to talk louder than God's promise? Have you ever focused so much on the storm that you lost sight of the goal? And you know you're really close when you're out of options. They were out of options. Issue number four, there was no room. Note somebody say, no room. The elbow them and say, give me some room. Point number four, God wants you to trust his promise, not the wrapping paper it comes in. That's point number four. God wants you to trust the promise. Again, we walk by faith and not by sight. So I can see them scurrying that night. It says there was no room for them in the end because there was a census given in, Jer in Bethlehem. They were counting all the people. And so there was an influx of people, so there was no room. Everybody stayed in all these inns. They had to rent because they, that wasn't their residence where they normally would stay. They came from other cities, Galilee and Judea, from all around the country. And so there was no room for Jesus. I mean, you would think, that, I mean, can you think with me what Mary thought in that moment? God, you promised me to deliver a king through my womb, and I can't even have a place to stay tonight. Like, did you really promise me this, Lord? Did you really tell me to marry this person? Did you really tell me to serve in this capacity? Did you really tell me to go on this business venture when I'm struggling so much? Did you really tell me to start this? Because had you told me to start this, there shouldn't be all these problems, right? Right? But you know it's God when you're all out of options and your back is up against the wall because it's the best time for God to show his power is when you're out of options and you're out of resources you're out of your own wisdom you're out of your next strategy I don't know what to do my back is up against there's no more room in this place Lord in my life what do I do next and you know it's a great gift from God because he's forcing you to unwrap the gift And once you fully discover, I want you to hear this. Once you fully discover your promise that's wrapped with issues, there's no amount of stench. Listen to me. There's no amount of stench, stench or amount of issues that will rob you of the joy of God's blessing. I want you to hear this. 
let's take a trek 2,000 years ago back in that stable that night. And you know how the Bible declares all these issues that we're seeing, that we've been reading? You know what blows my mind is that when Jesus is being born, they're no longer talking about any of the issues anymore. I can picture the camels. I can picture the llama, the goats, maybe the cow. All these animals. Where animals are, they're stench. Feces, piles of feces that night. Surrounded by such stench. Now, I'm not sure what your situation smells like. But I know this, that after that baby was born, it will so outweigh, and the glory of your promise being birth will so outweigh your surroundings that you'll forget how stinky your situation truly is. Because God's blessings, when it's delivered, will always outshine the problem. But what you see right now is the problem. What God sees now is the gift. And I'm praying this morning that we will gain heaven's perspective. And would you stand with me? I'm going to begin closing. And if we can get somebody up on the keys, that would be fantastic, or the entire worship team. Now, I want you to hear me. Is everybody okay this morning? Honey, can you unwrap this gift slowly? Do you know why I say slowly? I say slowly because God's gift often takes time to unwrap. I know that your kids wake you up at 5 in the morning on Christmas. Mommy, Daddy, let's, let's unwrap this gift. Let me see what you guys got me. I'm so excited. But God doesn't allow you to unwrap the gift that fast. God's gift takes time. I want you to nudge somebody and say, God's gifts take time to unwrap. And as you begin to reveal it, what's underneath it, I want you to hold it up. This picture, I got this on a pastor appreciation day, and it's Jesus simply reaching out his hand. And beneath all the issues that God wraps around your promise is a gift, and here's the gift an opportunity to invite you into a deeper relationship with the Father. It's God beckoning you to say, take a closer look at what I've wrapped. And don't let the paper fool you because I'm inviting you into some, something much more deeper, something richer. And I'm trying not to get you to trust in the issues or even look at the issues. But begin to look at your problem and ask your faith. Ask God, what do you see? What do you see this morning? You know what blows me away? And I'm closing. Is the people who crucified Jesus were the very people who waited for him. Do you know what Pharisees were dressed like? Pastor George, I'm sure you know this. They had a scroll on their head. It was attached to their head. They could read the first five books of the Old Testament. They could read, rehearse it 
by word for word. Genesis, Leviticus, Numbers, they can rehearse it word for word. Y'all can barely quote one verse. I'm just kidding. I can barely quote one verse. I have to look at the scripture. And do you know why they rejected him and crucified him? And how they missed him? Is because, because he didn't come wrapped the way that they were expecting. And they crucified him. Because he came through a virgin womb. And because he didn't just fall from the portals of heaven. I wonder if you're frustrated at God because he didn't wrap this thing the way that you wanted it wrapped. He's faithful. You know what song was burning in my heart this morning? Withholding nothing. Because I know this, that no good thing will he withhold from those who seek him. I can honestly say this. Honest. Honest to God. All those issues that were on that, you name it, I've struggled with. And I dedicated to the Lord many years ago that I will not be the one who's named unfaithful. I will faithfully unwrap the gift. And I can say now that I struggle with none of them and I've unwrapped my gift and I'm thoroughly enjoying life now because I was committed to unwrapping the issue paper. As I truly close, I hate time. I don't like time. How do we stay encouraged on our way to Egypt knowing that we have such a promise? Running from our lives from Herod, Herod wanting to kill us, your spiritual enemy. You know what I'm talking about. You stay faithful and stay observant. Be watchful, the Bible says. Be watchful, but not to your enemies, not for your enemies. Be watchful for the breadcrumbs that God is dropping along the way to Bethlehem before your promise is being born. Now, we talked about all these issues, but I didn't talk about the breadcrumbs. And as we close, the angel appears to Mary. One breadcrumb. The angel appeared to the shepherds singing in a field. Peace and goodwill to men. God's promising you a gift, but you don't feel peace about it. Right? But the angel appeared to the shepherds. And then when Mary meets Elizabeth, her cousin, look at all these breadcrumbs. It says when, when Elizabeth heard the voice of Mary, it says the baby leaped in her womb when she, was, you know, when she was separated from her husband. It says the baby leaped in her womb and she was filled with the Holy Spirit while her husband was at home possibly rejecting her. Isn't it funny the, God, the company that God uses to validate what God promised you? And maybe most Christians won't. It's amazing what breadcrumbs God will use and who he uses them through to drop. While you're on your way to your promise, he will use the most unlikely person, maybe unsaved, to speak a word, to drop a breadcrumb. And if, if I was in Mary's mind, I, I can see her seeing a star placed above directly over that stable. How in the world does a stable end up, I mean, a, a star end up above a stable in the middle of nowhere? Breadcrumbs. And out of nowhere, you've got three kings walking in. Who told the kings where Jesus was? 
It was God dropping the breadcrumbs. Don't miss the breadcrumbs God is dropping in this season to let you know you are right where he wants you. And Father, I pray that you would give us eyes to see beyond the wrapping paper of our life. Beyond the issues that are surrounding the promise that you gave us. And I thank you this morning that, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, you're releasing hope to your people. Hope to somebody who's frustrated this morning. Hope to somebody who's on the brink of giving up, walking out, leaving the desired promise and what you've given them. Help them to not grow frustrated or weary in doing good, like your word says. Help them not to grow frustrated as they unveil your gift and your promise. Let them not run due to the issues that are surrounding the great gift that you've given this season. Father, give us eyes to see this morning and ears to hear and a restored hope and restored vision to what you promised us even years ago. I feel that there's somebody in here who's had a promise that's been lingering for years and that promise has been wrapped with so many issues. You've gone through so many trials, so many issues, so many relationships, so many hardships, so many job losses, so many frustrations. And the word of the Lord to you this morning is don't stop short. You're almost to Bethlehem. I have a room waiting and a stable waiting with your name on it where you will begin to prepare for your delivery of the gift that I put on the inside of you. And once I unveil that gift that I promised you, your surroundings will be silenced from the joy that I will put in your heart from the birthing of this great gift that I've promised you. And if you feel that in this season of life you are ready to give up and walk out because of the issues, turn your back on God. Turn your back on this great gift. I just want you to come and recommit this morning. If you feel better standing where you are, that's fine. But I believe there's something in the act of getting out of your seat and coming to this altar and lifting your hands and rededicating yourself and say, Lord, I'm committed to the issue because I know if I unveil this issue and I choose to unwrap this issue, in your time you will reveal this great promise that's been in my heart and that you've spoken to me and that you've used people to speak to me. All these breadcrumbs that you've used in my life and dropped in my life, Lord, I thank you that you're going to do it. And I worship you and I recommit. And if that's you, I want you to come. I don't care if you've got to nudge somebody out of the way to come to this altar. I want you to come and I want you to surrender. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And if you're here this morning and you've heard me talk about this great gift giver, Jesus, and you don't know him, how can you know such great of a gift or receive such great of a gift if you don't know the great, greatest gift giver? If that's you, and I can introduce you to my best friend, my closest confidant, my savior and my friend, I want you to come. Maybe you've gone to church. Maybe you speak fluent Christianese. Maybe you've read your Bible before, but you don't know him intimately. 
And if you want to surrender your heart to Jesus this morning and let him know that you're committed to him and that you want to dedicate your life to him, I want you to come. I see you. I see you. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.